another episode of Just Another Sports Podcast. I am very concerned and very worried that Josh is going to begin to, to hate me a little bit. So. I'll keep you in check, man. Because uh, we're going to give Josh's uh, first taste of the newfound <laughs> ob- obnoxiousness of uh, Cleveland Browns fans. Fanboy Greg over here. Welcome it's in, everyone. He's going to get a, a slap from me, probably. You are listening to Jazz, Greg Swatek, Josh Smith. We are joined this week, not by Alan Etzler, but by uh, FNP Managing Editor Chris Kinsler, who happens to be a fellow Cleveland Browns fan. And, and boy, what a day. I wonder what ha- yeah. we're going to talk about today. What a day to have Chris in here, because the Browns uh, suddenly... Of, uh, yeah, out of coincidence, Alan went on vacation at the right time. Just at the right time. They've, they've turned uh, the NFL and the sports world on... Upside down. Yeah, if you're looking at your Vegas sports book today, we are 14 to one. Uh, down, to what, this, you know, down from 30 to one. I was just gonna like, say, what like, was it? In like, in like two minutes, yeah, it went two, from right. 30 to one to 14. To the one. acquisition of one player. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah, my my uh, my uh, brother, our most loyal listener, is out in Vegas right now. I told him to place a Super Bowl bet on on, on, on the Browns. Do yeah. So, do, do you want to? I mean, if you want to place a bet, I, I can make well, that happen. Well, here's the thing: you. I always would do that when they were like, you know, sixty to one odds, and say, "Hey, I'm going to get paid off." Now I don't know if it's a good bet because they're so. I'm. I'm they've never been this favored that I can remember. Right. If, if you want to place a bet, I I, I, I can make it. Happen, you guys both so. a- absolutely have to do that. <laughs> and yeah, I might put some money on them too because I'm I'm now becoming a Cleveland Browns fan. Like you, you've always, support, I'm jumping on the bandwagon. You've right. always supported them just for, for, I, yeah. for, for, for my sake, and you fall, you've watched uh, yeah. them for my sake. I think I'm the only yeah. person who's not a Browns fan who used to like. Who I would watch. tune into Browns games right. because I would want I would want to see what's going on for for Greg's sake. Yeah, there were some painful watching experiences there over were. the past three years. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we, we sort of deserve the right to be a little obnoxious after the 25-year abyss that we've well, fall, fallen into. That, here, that's what so. I've said since this happened. You know, my phone was blowing up last night after the Odell Beckham. Yeah, that's what we're talking about, the Odell Beckham yeah, trade. Yeah, after the Odell Beckham trade, uh, my phone was blowing up. And, and I said to my wife, you know, as I'm reading all these, I said, the first person that calls me a bandwagon jumper, I, I'm going to gnaw their face that, off. That, that, that's, why, that's why I can never jump. I would have jumped off the Browns bandwagon yeah, right. years ago, but, but I knew as soon as I did that they'd, 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 right. they'd, they'd figure it out and they'd right. suddenly be a juggernaut team. So. Yeah, and here here we are, you know, but you know that people are going to start coming in, especially – I was a Browns the, fan the whole time. Right. I've been a Browns fan since they went 0-16. Well, yeah, it's been a lot longer than that for Greg and I. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 0-16 was just oh, the, the just the – the nadir of the whole thing. Well, I, I got a text from my buddy Mike last night, and he said that Jabril Peppers is probably the only player that got traded from the Browns that actually wanted to stay on on, <laughs> right. on, on, on the team. Yeah, so. and, and I was disappointed in that, and I wish they would have been able to do the deal without getting rid of him, but... You know, it's kind of a necessary evil, I guess. You got to give up somebody, and and but what what do they really give up though? I mean, yeah, he did have a good season. And he had, a, he had a, he's a decent safety. Yeah, he's he, a he decent is. safety, and I think you gave up. But would you trade a decent safety for one of the biggest? Oh, absolutely, arguably absolutely. the biggest playmaker in the NFL. Absolutely, I just wish that they would have been able to do the deal with a first and a third, mm-hmm. and that's it. And not a player. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't work out that way, and and I'm sorry to see him go, but. Uh, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. We, we our offense. I think this is going to make Jarvis Landry a lot more dangerous because oh, it's yeah. going to give to... another weapon. You have Callaway. You're going to have Callaway, and you're going to have Beckham, and now Jarvis Landry, who's been this prototypical possession receiver his it, it, first five years in the league. In Joku, uh, pass catching backs like Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, if he ever gets on the field, right? For and Duke him this Johnson, season, if so. he's still with the team, right? Duke Johnson, right? Yeah. Which, 
I'm surprised he wasn't involved in that trade in some fashion. But I guess with Barkley, with Saquon Barkley, they really have no need yeah. for someone like Nick Chubb. I, I heard the point. Or made, for someone like yeah, uh, Duke I, yeah. Johnson. I heard the point made, and it's right. Like, if you look what the Giants gave up, gave up. they gave up arguably the best receiver in the league and a pass rusher in exchange for a guard and a safety. Right. Uh, like a, a, a good guard and a, and a mid-level safety. Right. Well, I do and, think and a couple well, of we'll mid, see. And, yeah, and, yeah. And, right. Yeah. And, and a mid first round pick and and then a low third round. You got to right. figure they're going to get a starter out of that first rounder and yeah, potentially I, I don't think rounder. it was a bad deal for them where they are. I think they're looking at it and say, "Okay, we let Landon Collins go because uh, we didn't want to pay that money and, you know, here Beckham was on this 90-year deal, which they are, you know, they're going to be on the hook for 40 million of it or have or are on the hook for 40 million of it right it's been paid to him so yeah i mean the browns they don't the giants have made the down payment on right the contract the browns right. are just getting the browns are essentially like 50, getting 50 million, million a year for beckham right? right yeah and so i think when you look at it and you say okay were they gonna were they one or two players away from a super bowl the giants i, I don't think so and i don't think anyone would say that they were so I, I don't think it's a bad move for them. They get Jabril Peppers on a rookie contract, so he's not costing him much, and he's definitely a serviceable safety. I mean, there were some games that he played really well for us last year. The Denver game, uh, that was probably he his won, ultimate he, moment. He won it, yeah, yeah, he won it for us. Um, so, I, you know, I'm sorry to see him go, but I don't think that the Giants made a horrible move. They're going to be a run-first team, and you got probably one of the best guards in the league in Zeller. Hey, who's play less, who plays left tackle for the Browns now? It's Greg. Greg Robinson. Yeah. How how bad do you guys feel for their old left tackle who retired? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe Thomas. Does he want to come yeah. back to this? Right. Is he, he going to pull a Jason Witten? He says yeah. He says he has one more game left in him. <laughs> I heard he, he joked on Twitter because because fans of course came at Joe Thomas with that. Like, can you believe you retired after all that suffering and now well, it's two years into yeah. retirement, the team is apparently figured it out. Right. It's the Don Mattingly thing. Don Mattingly, yeah. the same thing happened with right. And yeah, Joe Thomas though, I think. Is, he, he he's done. Yeah. He's done, but he's loving this also because he is. He still lives in Cleveland. he's, yeah, on, he's, he's on the radio. He's a there, he's yeah. a Browns fan. He wants this more than any probably anybody on that team does. So uh, I think he's perfectly content with what he's doing, and and he really didn't need to retire when he did. I think he wanted to retire. I think he he wanted to have some years left yeah. in in him. I mean, it's a brutal sport. Yeah, I mean, and you see these offensive linemen too. They'll they'll retire and then they'll, they lose all this weight and. They they're healthy. They're like they were professional athletes, right? Yet they retire, and that's when they get well, healthy. Well, yeah, Joe Thomas looks like he could be a tight end. Now. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, he's he's really slimmed down. He's they, he's lost a lot of weight. So. Yeah. Uh, do you think Chris and I will start saying we won or Chris already does we're, that? We're going to the playoffs. Chris or, just or, said or, us, or, or, or we're yeah. going to the Super Bowl. I do. I'm part of this team. I, I had to, I had to restrain myself from trying to slap him right there. I, I am part think, of this team. I'll no, start, you're not. Do you think I'll start doing that? I'll, yes. I'll, I'll, I'll start saying yes. we won. Yes. or I can't believe that happened to us and stuff like that. Just just yeah. how quickly, like the 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 speed at which you like were a baker boy was stunning like how like yeah. knowing how I, I, was, I, was, I was hooked him. at like uh halftime of the, of the first oh, game he right. got into yeah. so the jet yeah well, after one well, he's in for a minute and a half and then all of yeah. a sudden we yeah. like and suddenly I, greg's calling him baker you yeah know, he's calling him by first name yeah and, and, and i didn't want him at all i was right. like this is manzel part two like uh, no no way this guy's too small he'll he'll, 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 he'll never, never do it right and yeah it was like an instant it was like an instant hook yeah well, my question for both of you guys is, I think one of the big reasons that the Giants were willing to get rid of Beckham is because of some of the off-field stuff and just his personality and how he can offend people and just do stupid things. Well, how much of a concern do you guys have about that, considering um, 
you know, Baker's also a pretty, you know, he's a pretty emotional guy, and I don't know if they have they have yeah, a pretty decent I, locker room. I assume I, I'm not because his one of his, his best friends in the league is maybe Jarvis Landry, right? And, right. Who will help keep him? They in played check. high school ball together. High or school they're from the same area. They were both from LSU, and they they, 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 were on, they played at LSU together. I think that they they're from the same area of Louisiana, right? So yeah. I think they were either high school rivals. I don't think they were teammates, but I think they were high yeah, school. Yeah, and that, that LSU so. team with uh, you know, they had uh, Odell Beckham Jr. and uh, Jarvis Landry and then Zach Mettenberg as quarterback. I mean, that was a fun LSU team to watch, and and I'm looking forward. I think this is going to help Jarvis Landry tremendously in regard to the off-field stuff. You know, receivers, if you're winning, they're going to be happy. Yeah. So I think if the Browns come out and they're 3-6, and six, you might see some of those issues, but it, I think those issues are probably deserved then. And, and if they're three and six, we're probably going to be in here talking about whether Baker Mayfield's the answer at quarterback. We're going to be talking about whether Freddie Kitchens is the answer at head coach and whether, mm. whether all these things, uh, I, I think that that's going to be normal. But I think if they win, I don't think you're going to have those issues. Now, I, I'm still trying to process all of this. I mean, Josh yeah. and I started joking like, hey, they're going to go out. They have a whole safety now. I just go out and sign Earl, Earl Thomas. Yeah, how disappointed to, are you that uh, the Ravens the got safety. him? Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I'm disappointed that they get Earl Thomas. But the, if you look at that contract, the Browns, I think we're talking about three years for $34 million or something like that, which was more than the Cowboys were offering him uh, by a significant amount, actually. And then the Ravens come out and they give him $55 million with 34 guaranteed for four years that's a significant contract and I'm glad that I'm not saying Earl Thomas isn't worth it I'm glad that the Browns didn't blow everything to get him really yeah. I don't know I, would I mean been he's fine he, yeah I he's fine I, they, I wouldn't have been disappointed but yeah. I think that they're gonna have some things that they have to do in the next couple of years Miles Garrett's two years away from from a monster contract so and, and Baker's three right year, three and years Baker's away. three years yeah. away and those two guys in my mind are the guys that you really have to make sure are there long term uh, probably Denzel Ward too, although cornerbacks have a much sm- smaller window mm-hmm. of time. But apparently the Browns let go of Joe Hayden too soon. Right. Yeah. I mean, just the speed of which all this has happened is is what's really right. It, but the draft I mean, hasn't even happened yet. Right. But but, but, but but they're out of the first round. Right. Now, the, yeah. That, they yeah. still have. Yeah. That was our draft. But, I mean, right. if you think just back to last, like mid September last year, they're they're dying for a win. I mean, they were zero and sixteen last year. Tyrod Taylor's their quarterback. He gets hurt, and then Baker Mayfield comes onto the field, and like their whole franchise it changes in- instantly. Right. Instantly, it was like right. a, I call it like a lightning bolt out of the sky. Well, and then after that, you know, they kind of got back into this rut where they were starting to look like the Browns, and then you fire. You fire Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley. And you put Greg Robinson you, at left tackle. You pick Greg Robinson at re- left tackle. Freddie Kitchens comes in, starts running the wishbone, and, and Jarvis Landry's throwing passes all over the field. And it kind of amps up this excitement. And we made a nice run for the playoffs. I mean, we really did. Um, we didn't eliminate ourselves. And, and we, I'm saying we. <laughs> could have uh, had another win or, or, or two as well. Like, we could have beaten, could have won the Baltimore game. Could have uh, just a couple yeah. of the wins that we let. The Raiders game was ridiculous. Uh, and the Bucks game. Uh, the games we threw away early with, with the Saints and you the Steelers on it. those kicks. You just did it. We, we threw away. Yeah. <laughs> see, uh, yeah. It's, I am gonna slap you. I, I need a, I need like a shock collar on, right. and every time I do it, Josh could like hit the buzzer, and I, and I yeah. get like shocked because I don't want to do it. I, I seriously don't want to do it. So, uh oh, who's this? Oh no, well, who walked guy. in? The the captain of the boat to nowhere. So, first, get a mic. I've got 
How, can you hear me? Yes, we I've got yeah. a we're, lock we're ta- of the we're, week. We're talking Browns football, man. Okay, Browns Super Bowl. So, yeah, is that the lock of the? That's the lock of the year. The, so first of all, the entire Browns front office is going on the boat this week. <laughs> Second of all, why? Collins lock of the week takes Golden State over Houston. They're oh. getting three and a half points tonight. It's in Houston. Golden State needs to get right game. They're gonna get it. How's life on the boat, by the way? It's great. Me and Ben Roethlisberger just had a you guys are you guys are best buddies now. Yeah. Oh, great. We had, we had a we had a we had a, a come to Jesus moment. Slut. You had a redheaded wow. Gee, well, knowing your history and Ben's history, that that, that could <laughs> that, that could be dangerous. So uh, anyway, don't edit that out, Graham. It's yeah, a drink, Graham. Surprise appearance by uh, Colin McGuire there, but um, yeah, I mean September last year we were begging for a win. <laughs> They were Owen. They were one and thirty-one. Zero and sixteen, and then just everything has changed so fast. And I mean, John Dorsey, who rightly so gets the credit for all this, the general manager who gets credit for all this turnaround. I mean, they're probably working on the statue outside of uh, yeah, outside well, of Brown Stadium for him. Right, and so. and the the one thing that I am is a little bit cautiously optimistic, and I, I don't know. Greg probably remembers this, but um, Phil Savage, his first real big splash in free agency the browns went out and they won free agency they they bring in la charles bentley they bring in joe juravicious they bring in all these people everyone's excited about the browns the browns are turning the corner and the first snap of mini camp la charles bentley has a career ending well, what year injury. was that like 2002 2006 or and, and beckham has missed like half the time in the last right season. so He's missed like eight of uh 16 games so on paper now. they should win the north uh Games oh, aren't played yeah, on paper, yeah. you know, and and that's that's well, what a little bit is makes me a little bit and, hesitant. And this also it. must be said too, like we're talking about the Browns here, right? So if They're, any team is capable of screwing all screwing, it up, of screwing all of this up, it is right. is definitely the Browns. It's so, the Browns, and, and the team. Remember, in oh, started the 08 season, and, we're, and we're I, coming off ten and six, like absolutely. Derek Anderson alternate. I have to, I always say Pro Bowl alternate because he wasn't an outright Pro Bowl selection. Right. But uh, like here, here we go. The, the Browns. We're finally going to figure it out. And that's that's the one. I remember they they had gotten to where they were getting all these primetime games. They were ten and six the year before primetime games, favorites to win. Uh, and then they didn't get their first win. I don't think until week three on that Sunday night game against the Giants, where Eric. Wright, I think it was week four. Yeah, week four. Yeah. Right. They were zero and three. That's right. They were zero and three, and it, it just you know everything collapsed. I after just that. I, I think. They have the right guy at quarterback, and that yeah, will I, take I, care of a lot. Like the expectations, they can bog down some teams. They can cause problems for some teams. But I think when you have a guy like Mayfield who is just – he just freaking emanates confidence. And I think the team picks up on that, and I think that will that will help them stave off you know, some of the brown brownish well, stuff. That and I think the thing happen. is that's different about Baker Mayfield than other quarterbacks they've had in the past is – Browns fans have gotten excited about Tim Couch. Uh, Couch, it was always, hey, look, he can improve on what he did. Derek Anderson had a really good season, but it was, oh, he can improve. Or Brady Quinn, oh, he looks he looks the part. Colt McCoy, we got really excited about Colt McCoy because he beat the Saints, he beat the Patriots, and uh, almost beat the Jets in, when the Jets were good. And the difference is Baker Mayfield, you take that season standalone. It was a great historic season. 27 touchdown passes, more than, record, any, yeah. more than any other rookie in NFL history, and, what, 35, 3,600 passing yards. I mean, uh, and he didn't have two and a half games that because Tyrod Taylor was the starter. So 
there is hope with him. Yeah, yeah. and that's the way the game is developing and changing. It fits it fits his style of play. Yeah. I mean, he is he's the kind of quintessential sort of quarterback for the style that we're moving towards. He's not Pat Mahomes. He doesn't have the gigantic arm, but who does? You know, right? He's, he's Mayfield's the right arm kind is, of guy. It's, it's, yeah, it's, he's yeah. super accurate. He's got a big he's got a big time arm. Yeah, look at that yeah. pass against the Panthers that he made to Jarvis Landry, where it yeah. was. I mean, it was as beautiful as a pass as you'd see, and. You know, he made that almost effortlessly and on off his back foot, in fact, because he was scrambling out of the pocket. Yeah. So tell tell us about uh, Sheldon Richardson. Is that going to be a oh, good? Oh, he'll he'll be good. He's like especially if you have two two rushers on the edge, he's perfect because um, he could come up. He the middle can come up the middle and passer. and cause the you know you, wreak you havoc. Yeah. This this passer doesn't want to step up into Sheldon Richardson, so he's going to have to stay in the pocket, and that gives Garrett and Vernon more chances outside to get to the quarterback. So he'll be a great – and what did they get him for? Was it a pretty decent deal? Uh, I, I, don't you know the exact, I don't know the exact term. Not, it's not huge money. Because, no, yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not bad money. It's, um, it was like $8 million a year or something like that? Yeah, I think it was three years, $22 million or something but That's like a that. really good deal for and, him. He's, he's an he's a above-average player yeah, in his and, position. And, and, and he's think, young. He's in like I think that that's one of the things that kind of makes me a little bit uh, okay with the pepper getting rid of peppers is that okay you've really spent you know between vernon and richardson um you know obviously miles garrett's there you've definitely upgraded your your pass rush but i, I still they're missing a linebacker and, and, and a safety and now a safety they, have, they have holes there but if you score There's tons if, of safeties out there though right and, it, and if you score 45 or 50 points a game which which they're not going to do well but, um but if you score a ton of points a game does it matter if your defense is not right top notch yeah it's it's just you don't see many super bowls one like eventually that right. it needs yeah it needs yeah. to yeah. be oh, they, they, solid right. through, they, all the they, way through they signed a linebacker from tampa bay today um uh, who started 10 games for him last year. Um, the interesting thing could be, obviously we know John Dorsey's connections to to Kansas City. And Kansas Eric City. Eric Berry's going to get cut. Right. If Eric Berry's out there, will the Browns take a, take a shot on him? You can probably get him. He hasn't played much in the last two years. He's as smart of a safety as there is and really as talented when he's healthy. They just need a competent body. They don't need a superstar. Right. Like if Barry so, could just give him competence, so, that, that'd so be if, fine. So if Eric Barry, you know, with the Matthew acquisition by the Chiefs, Barry is, becomes expendable, could the Browns get him for, you know, a, a, a draft pick or, you know, even if he's cut? Did you hear that he was definitely going to be cut? No, I just heard the same thing. Great. Just since they signed Matthew that maybe Barry is, is going to – and and Dorsey would probably, I guarantee you, would be on the phone about that because sure. he was there during you know the whole the great parts of Eric Berry and then of course the back cancer I think it was that he had. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, he was tremendous in college, uh, really one of the best safeties in college that I remember. Well, at one point I think he was the best safety in the NFL, or he was right. Yeah, up there I mean, I mean, like like he got in that game against they beat New England in a couple of years ago in the season opener. He had basically shut Gronk down yeah. uh, completely before he got hurt. Yeah. So. Gronk had done nothing in that game. The point I heard that I completely agree agree with is once you find the quarterback, everything else falls right into place. Right. Like it's like a domino effect. Like once you get the quarterback in place, like everything else just well, you can be weak in other positions right. and make up for it. Right. And and the Browns have never had that quarterback. Right. All right, let's do some buy or sell. Are we buying or selling the Cleveland Browns as the team to beat? Oh, in, in the, the AFC. AFC no, the AFC. In the AFC. Yes. Tom Brady's 42 by the time he takes his next regular I, season snap. I, I'll go first since I'm the non-Browns fan here. I, yeah, I, I'll sell that just because of the Patriots. That's the but Patriots Chiefs. Yeah. But 
but the Chiefs have gotten weaker though. They've lost they Justin really Houston. They've, they've they've traded D Ford. Like their defense they now, they might tr- they might lose Eric Berry. They still don't um, have Kareem Hunt because your boys have him now. What I mean, yeah, yeah. I still think, but going back to the earlier point, they still have Pat Mahomes, and they still have, they have Tyree, that quarterback. They still yeah. have Tyreek Hill, Kelsey, uh, right? And and yeah, and you they, can find a good they're, and they're they have tough. decent enough running backs, uh, right? I think that I think the Colts are going to be tough, and and I don't think that we can, you know, if we're talking about the moves the Browns have made, I don't think we can ignore the moves the Jets have made. The Jets have made some big moves, and and Darnold had a decent rookie year. He was he wasn't right. It yeah. wasn't a Mayfield year, but it was no, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't yeah. a bad year, and and if you get Le'Veon Bell. Uh, which is the report, right, that he's going there. I, I think that – And they have Jamison Crowder. If he can stay healthy, he's a really good slot receiver. Right. I, I think that they uh, – you could see a lot of progress from them as far – I don't think they're the Browns at this point, but uh, – But can they – I mean, but they're still – they still have to play the Patriots twice a year, and they still play in right. that division, so – yeah, I, I, I mean, at some point in time, the Patriots dynasty has yeah. got to come yeah. crashing down or it has to – take a step back yeah it has to take a step back uh early in the year i was at the charlestown casino and they had the you know futures bets on win over under wins or losses and for the patriots it was over under 10 and a half and i was Mm. with colin actually and and we were talking about it and he said colin was gambling wow and and (laughs) at some he said at some point they have to do it and i think they ended up with 11 you know so it's just one of those times. At some point, it's going to. Ha- but you're, you're selling the Browns as the team to beat in the AFC. I'm selling it. Yeah, okay. I, I just I have to I have to sell it. I mean, we, we we've got to pull back here a little bit and say right. these are the Browns. Right, these are the Browns. They, they were in a 25 year abyss, basically a yeah. dark, deep abyss. They've just emerged. Who knows what's going to happen with Beckham? And- on the field with the injuries or off the field with his crazy antics. And I think Freddie Kitchens would sell it too. As he said yeah. in his press conference, we haven't done anything yet. We right. won seven games. That's unacceptable. Here, but so. he, and this is the year, though, that they they could really make hay. And they're not going to surprise people. Or they will surprise people, but they're not going to sneak up on anybody with the talent that they have. Right. I would love to see them like do it this year. Because next, because next year, then the the pressure does ramp right. up. Right. If they know. win ten games this year, right, or twelve games, if they win the AFC North and get a bye in the right. playoffs, and then lose in in the AFC Championship game, now all of a sudden, and, and that'll be painful. Like I cannot deal. I could deal if we went to a Super Bowl and lost. I cannot deal with a championship uh, 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 game uh, uh, lost. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. Right. I've been there and done that too many times in my right. life. Well, can we? Well, you, do you want? Why don't we buy or sell the Browns as the AFC North, North champions? No, 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 no. As the AFC favorites in 2020, two years from now, two seasons from now. Uh, well, too it, much it, needs. It, to, yeah, too much needs to happen. Like I, I need to see like how this chemistry is gonna is gonna yeah. work too with with all because because they have some personalities now in their in their locker room they're gonna have to manage. So yeah, and and um, then you know that's when you're getting into contract time too. Yeah. Yep. Did you guys buy them as the AFC North champions, division champs, given what the Ravens lost, given what the Steelers have lost? I'll buy. I will buy. Yeah, them. I'll buy that. Uh, I still think that there's issues with. I th- still think the Steelers are going to be a good team. Uh, I, I, I do. And, and the Ravens, you never know. I, I, the interesting thing about the Ravens is Lamar Jackson was their best rusher last year, and he's coming back, right? So Mark, they, Mark Ingram's on the team now. Right. They, they, they just signed him, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, here you've, you've got this issue where you, who knows? 
the Bengals, I don't think, will be a threat. I, yeah, it was, it was so funny. I was like, wait a minute. Who's the other – the other day right. I was thinking about it. Who's the other team in the AFC North? Oh, yeah, the could Bengals. You, the, you, the one team no one – could, like could you even name their coach? I mean, I mean yeah, – Yeah, who is it? The guy that was – That's an obscure reference, so. Is it is it the former Rams assistant or something yeah, like that? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> it, it's, it's hard to name many Bengals other than Andy Dalton right now right. and A.J. Green. Andy so. Dalton, A.J. Speaking Joe, of this, what were you going to say? Oh, Joe Mixon, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, speaking of the Steelers, are we buying or selling that they're finished? Um, no, I think you just is a threat. Chris, I think I, it will answer the same way I, I do. I, I think no, they're not. I'll sell sell that they're not finished. Um, Still have Juju Smith Schuster, yeah, right? Uh, well, and that's and they have Big Ben. I mean, right, and and that's what you have to look at though. Is if you look at what they lost. Okay, they lost Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, so they lost a running back and a receiver. But the reality is, is that before Antonio Brown, they lost Mike Wallace, and everybody asked the same question. Before Le'Veon Bell, they lost Rashard Mendenhall, and everybody asked it. Right when they lost Willie Parker, when they lost Jerome Bettis, when they lost, uh, they've James Conner had a great season last J- year. Yeah, and and you have Juju Smith Schuster, and and you have good talent. On, on de- their, their, defense their defense is, is solid. decent. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I I just don't I don't see them falling to a three and 13 team i you know maybe maybe they don't make the playoffs but i still think that they're a tough win would you take them over the ravens at this point i i think that's always going to be a really good game and hopefully the browns can just get in on that right and and become a rival of the steelers because they really haven't been right uh, and a rival of the ravens you know just to have good games there again would be a step forward right Buying or selling the Oakland Raiders as a viable threat with Antonio Brown on the roster now? I no, I just I don't think I just I have a hard time seeing Gruden making it work there. I just I don't know that he's a coach for these times. Um, he I, I don't I just I don't I, know. I sell because of Derek Carr. I don't. Okay, yeah. Derek Carr has not impressed me. He had a good rookie campaign, but after that, it's been. A bunch of hits. I and was misses. a huge fan of his after his rookie year. And I thought he was going to be a and John Gruden, like star. you were saying, he hasn't really developed his own team. Uh, you know, he did in Oakland a little bit, but that was with you know Tim Brown and Jerry <clears throat> Rice. I mean, those sure. weren't guys he developed. Those those were Rich Gannon, right? And Rich Gannon certainly was was no spring chicken when and, he got to Oakland. And they haven't exactly committed to like Derek Carr as their quarterback. No, I, I mean there there've been no public comments i'll be shocked i'll be shocked if they don't draft a quarterback honestly i i i know that's not the popular consensus but it'll be interesting to see what the cardinals do and if kyler murray's sitting there and they're in the what do they have the second pick right if they're sitting the raiders i think the raiders have the fifth pick is that am i am i right on that or am i wrong on that i know 49ers have two right yeah um the raiders are at number five i believe Yeah. yeah And, but, I mean, you have three first-round picks. It, it, it's hard for me to believe that they won't use one of those picks on a quarterback. Right. Yeah, and if you look at the division they're in, too, I mean, you have the Chiefs, the Chargers. I mean, they still, even with Antonio Brown, they're probably the third-best team in, the, in their really, own division. And really, the Broncos didn't miss the playoffs by much and didn't get good quarterback play. And I, I think Joe Flacco think you, is still a good quarterback. Would you take him over Case Keenum? I definitely would yeah. take him over Ke- Case yeah. Keenum. No offense. No, no, I, no, I agree with right. that. Yeah. yeah, so so yeah, I mean, they could be the third best team in their division, and and could still have two tough games against Denver too, just just right. to, just to stay in in the mix. So, switching gears here, switching sports, uh, we'll finally get off football. Buying or selling the Houston Rockets, another one of your favorite teams, Chris, is the second best team in the Western Conference. 
I will sell because I think they're the best team in the Western Conference. You think they're better than Golden State? I See, do. I'm going I'm to throw a bunch of these at Chris. I love having Chris on because he, he has opinions, and I, he's, he's willing to take an unpopular stand I, I, for, for what he I believes. Do. Yeah. They're 3-0 and against Golden State this yeah. year, mm-hmm. and they've really dominated them. Uh, they've played Golden State better. They, they are a team that has put together specifically to beat Golden State, and you know obviously they took them to Game 7 last year. Chris Paul gets hurt. Yeah. You know, stuff it didn't happen. This year they had that rough start. They started out, I think they were ten and fourteen. Now they're since then they're like thirty one and eleven or thirty one and ten. Why, why do you think they got to the slow start? I mean Capella got hurt. He was hurt at some point. Well, so, um, uh, you know, you had Paul hurt for a while, you had Harden hurt for a while, you had Capella hurt for a while. I think it was you had the chemistry issue with Carmelo Anthony in there and you you're trying to I think share the ball a little bit too much and I think probably the best thing that happened for that team was Capella and and Harden or Capella and Paul going down and then James Harden having to say okay I'm going to take I'm going to take over and he did I mean I in my opinion he's the MVP I know that Giannis has had a great season is probably deserving as well but uh he put that team on his back and carried him. And then when Paul came back and when Capella came back, they weaved in and the offense is playing really well. Even when Harden's not on the court, the defense is, is one of the, I think it's ranked number sixth in the league since the all-star break, which is when they've been healthy. Um, so you would pick them to beat the Warriors in, in, in a seven game series. I yes. Think I, 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 he, he's like convincing me. And I, and I'm already doubting the Warriors a little bit with what I've seen of they, them. They just lost to the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, they, and, they and, lost to the Phoenix Suns. And they keep talking about, Oh, well we can't keep the intensity up for the whole season, you know, and it's really hard because we're looking forward to the playoffs. And, well, and there is truth to that. I get that. But who do they go to when the game's on the line? Like that's the one thing that you can look at Houston and, and you can look at uh, Oklahoma city and even Denver, and you can say, okay, we know who we're going to when the game's on the line. Maybe they don't take the shot, but we know who the ball's feeding through. Golden State, you have too many personalities. You have too many shooters. DeMarcus Cousins has not Cousins, right, yeah. He has not been a good addition to them. He They are not he better He got to a them. hot start, but he's really fizzled since. Right, and, so. and uh, Draymond Green, we've, we've seen there be some – personality clashes with there Durant, right, yeah. with Durant and with Cousins in the last Houston game he and Cousins weren't getting along very well uh Curry's hit or miss I mean obviously Steph Curry so he's still hit most of the time and then Clay Thompson's of course battled injuries and I I, I think that I think they're going to have I think that's the team that gives them the biggest problem and I don't know that Golden State's the the team that gives Houston the biggest problem. I yeah, think. I think they're just going to have trouble. Like last year, we just talked about how they turned on the switch or whatever, and we just we thought that they had turned on the switch when Cousins came into the lineup. Remember, we were saying like, right. will they lose ten games the rest of the season? No, uh, they won't. I, I, I said, I said, I right. didn't. I, when Cousins got off to the fast start, I said they probably won't lose ten games for the rest of the season. They haven't quite, but they're almost there, and we still have time yeah. to go in the regular season. And the, so yeah. they will, they will. I was wrong. I was wrong about right, that. Right, but I, so. I think what the points Chris is making, um, sort of make me think that it, it's going to be harder for them because of these personality issues they're going to have trouble flipping that switch and having everything be copacetic well, they, they barely found when the they switch. wanted they to barely be. found the switch yeah. last year it took the rockets right. like 20 what did they missed 27 threes in a row yeah they missed yeah they um, missed 27 like threes in game three or in game uh, seven. six or ga- well game six, six in, into seven yeah. six into seven and because they had a huge lead and then they they blew that lead right. and, and then, paul doesn't get hurt I, 
Right. If Paul doesn't get hurt, it changes things. And the changes that they made in the offseason, too, with it was kind of an umpire. I wasn't happy when they got rid of Trevor Ariza. Mm-hmm. It ended up being a good move. Uh, nothing against Trevor Ariza, but you have more chemistry now. Uh, you have a lot of people playing really good ball. P.J. Tucker has been this unsung hero for them, even though he, he yeah. just steps up when they need him. Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon has been tremendous. And, you know, really, especially through the injuries of, of uh, Chris Paul, through the injury of Chris Paul and, and even Clint Capella. I mean, Gordon played a huge role in being that other scorer. Uh, so we've just talked about Houston versus Golden State, but the Denver Nuggets are in there too. Denver Nuggets uh, are in there. Do, do you take them seriously is my question. Yeah, I do. I, I think they've put it together all season long. I remember when they jumped out, they were the first team in that West to really start to pull away because if you looked after the first like month of the season, everybody was really clumped in there, and, and nobody was really separating themselves, and then Denver did, and Denver has maintained that. You know, It was Denver in the West and Toronto in the East, and um, – you know, Golden State's moved up, and of course uh, Milwaukee, but you know, finally Houston did. But the one thing that's interested me about the NBA is that this year the East is better than it looks as a as a whole unit better than the West. Which has is, is it though? Man, Toronto's a really good team, and Milwaukee. He just lost to Cleveland, though. Yeah, but Golden State lost to Phoenix, right? True, true. So good that, point. That that happens. Uh, you know, Houston just beat Dallas by one point. So, Houston, uh, Toronto's a really good team. Milwaukee's a really good team. Boston's hit or miss, but I mean, they blew out Golden State. Yeah, a I mean, on, weeks pa- ago. Yeah, on paper, they're. They're still in, a really in the West. Good team. In the West, though, you have Golden State, you have Houston, you have Denver. Oklahoma City seems for real with yeah. Paul, this season. Paul George. Right. Port- this season, Paul George is having Portland is decent. Right. So. Yeah, because I think Portland right now is in that four spot, and uh, I think for me as a Houston fan, I really hope that they hold on to that three seed because I don't want to. I, I don't want to drop down to four and have to play. F- Golden State in the second round. Well, I don't want to play Portland. Okay. Portland's a bad matchup for Houston. Okay. And. Uh, is James Harden the best pure scorer of all time? No. Who is? Will Chamberlain. Okay. Like, I mean, there's, yeah. there's no question about that. Okay. Yeah, there's no, we're not even going to have a discussion. No, so. I mean, there's no discussion to be had. Like, like the yeah, guy scored. He's somebody that probably. Right. And, and, and you can blame the era. Right. But that's the era you play in. It's, that's one of these questions that I hate today. Um, because it's just such, it's just primacy. This is what is happening now. Everybody has gone bonkers. It's the age that we live in. But don't forget that Will Chamberlain was the one and only Will. Ch- like there was right. nobody like him. And you know he played a long time ago. Yes, but yeah. Right. And and you look like Jabbar did it over so long. Right. Right. So consistency, Jabbar was great. And and Jordan, Jordan was because that's when. It exploded, right? right? And everybody, That's why everybody, right. everybody got the shoes and the Gatorade and all that. Yeah, commercially, it yeah, commercially, a huge game, right? So yeah. he became the greatest because of the commercial success. Not that he wasn't a great player, but like Will, I mean, you look just look at his numbers. I mean, was he playing against like six, ten guys? Well, I mean, Bill Russell was in the league at the time. Right? Yeah, you had. I mean, you had, right, those were the big. Right, they were yeah, big you rivals. had you had big guys in the league. I mean, were there as many and were there right. No, but there weren't as many teams either. So true. Would you put Harden up there? I mean, is I would the, put him up yeah. there. I, yeah. I I think he's on a historic run. Um, I think this is he's averaging over thirty five points a season, which not many players have done that. 
you know, you're talking about a very select few that have done that. So I think that's got to be something. Right. Durant's probably going to be in that conversation. Yeah, Durant. Yeah, Jordan, a seven footer that could you know, shoot threes and really and in his time in his time in Orlando, Tracy McGrady too. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was incredible for a very short time. You have a lot yeah. of good scores. Here's another one of Chris's that I like. Why is Philip Rivers the best quarterback in the NFL? He's a gamer, man. Josh has called him a slam dunk Hall of Famer, which I, I don't necessarily disagree with. Yeah, he's definitely but, a slam dunk Hall of um, Famer. I mean, he's a Hall so, of Famer. Yeah, but you would take him over Tom Brady right now? I would take him over Tom Brady to lead a team, yes. Really? I would. Why? Just He lights a fire under people. He has charisma. He, yeah, he's got charisma. He yeah. throws. He's, he's an accurate passer. He doesn't make many mental mistakes. I mean, he makes some, of course, but uh, he hasn't had the supporting cast that Tom Brady had has had. He hasn't had the defense, the offensive line that Tom Brady – and Tom Brady really has had Hall of Fame – Hall of Famers around him. Now he's a great quarterback. Wow. Tom Brady won a couple of Super Bowls without a bunch of Hall of Famers around him. And all, on I offense. mean, he's had – On Randy, offense, he's, he's right. Had, he's had Randy Moss. Yeah, yeah. Randy Julian, Moss. He didn't win a World, World Series. Didn't win a Super Bowl with him. Right, exactly. Um, he won Super Bowls with Troy Brown and David Patton yeah. and Deion Branch as now, his The amazing receiver. thing about Brady is he hasn't had a great cast – he really well, has had, had a great cast I mean, around. The him. last three he's had Gronkowski, right? Yeah. Okay. So, and, and Edelman's a borderline Hall of Famer. Uh, Edelman, I'd Welker. Uh, he's had good players. There's right. No he's had good players. But right. then, then you look on the defensive side of the ball. You've had some very good defensive players. I mean, Ty Law just went in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Bruschi. Yeah. Right. Uh, Vrabel. Uh, uh, Richard, Richard Seymour. Seymour. Um, Rodney Harrison. Right. Probably is going to go into the Hall of Fame. Philip Rivers had some. He's had some good talent. Well, he had the, Tomlinson, the, and he had. Gates, yeah. I mean, receiver wise, he hasn't had much. Not until recent, not with, not until Keenan Allen, and, right? And, and he had Mike Williams and Terrell Williams. But he up, had. Yeah. This is my thing with him is he had Vincent Jackson, right? And everybody said, oh, he's, you know, here's Vincent Jackson. Vincent Jackson's this really good receiver, and then Vincent Jackson leaves, and he's nothing. Yeah. You know, and and <laughs> that. I, I just I like Philip Rivers a lot, and I think that he's. Yeah. I, th- yeah, I, I think he's one of those guys that hasn't gotten the credit because he hasn't won the Super Bowl, and I've never liked the argument. But he hasn't even won much in the play. I'm not knocking Philip Rivers. Right, I'm, but, but, but he hasn't in the really era of the won, Patriots. Right. Too. right, yeah, right. But he also hasn't been the reason that they've lost. Right, like you can look at those Browns teams, and we can say, "Oh, Bernie Kosar never won a right. Super Bowl, or never, never." Those three AFC Championship games that they lost, he played well. We're not because of Bernie Kosar, right? Right. Philip Rivers, it's very much the case with him. He didn't have a Peyton Manning like uh, four interception game when he played the Patriots. He he played them. The defense couldn't stop. You know, this last year, defense couldn't stop their offense. You can't yeah. blame that on the quarterback. Yeah, I, I like Philip Rivers a lot. I'll argue with you guys. He is definitely a Hall of Famer. Um, I just can't take him over <laughs> Brady because Brady keeps finding a way to right. win the Super Bowl at, at the end of the year. How? However, he does it. He he does it. Yeah, so. I think I think I'll have to agree with Greg. I'm. I mean, I love both of those. Guys. Yeah, I, I and, do. And realistically, and I, 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 Brady, we're not though. we're not saying you're knocking yeah. Brady either. Yeah, so. realistically, I I probably wouldn't. It's just I don't like the argument that Brady is so much better than everyone. I, no, else. that's a great. That is a really it, great point. You know, when there's been other quarterbacks who who have been successful, no, not with the number of rings, but you know, Terry Bradshaw wasn't a tremendously great quarterback. But he has four rings. I don't think right. we can always say, oh, because somebody has rings, that makes them great. I mean, Derek Fisher's not the greatest point guard of all time. Right. Right. Uh, Josh uh, listens uh, regularly to the Dan Patrick show. And, and uh, on the show this week, they posed a great question, and I wanted to pose it to you guys. Should the Lakers trade LeBron James? I I don't see 
why they why they shouldn't why they they certainly can um how many people how many free agents is he stars are and, he gonna and what, he are gonna they, and what are they there? what are they gonna win with lebron well, too, right and until he's 30 he's, until he's right. done right. and he's 36 and they have these young guys and these young guys there's some pretty good players there um i particularly like kuzma and ingram um there's some others too. lonzo's played lonzo's well, a right? decent yeah. player when he gets when he's on the court right? when he's yeah. on the court right you, tr- you could trade LeBron. You could get Anthony Davis. Maybe, I don't know, you trade for Anthony Davis. Trade LeBron for him. And, and keep the core around Anthony Davis and yeah. not LeBron. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's why I say, why not? Yeah. I think whatever happens, this has been a huge, huge gash in his legacy. Right, I mean, this is—it's not like Jordan going to the Wizards because when Jordan went to the Wizards, you knew Jordan was. He could have, you know, he's done. He could have moved to LA, made all the movies, and done all the entertainment right. stuff after he was done yep. playing. He could have done it all right. after he was done. Like when this has been just terrible. I mean, and they really haven't looked good, and he has—he's had a good season statistically, but you could argue he's not definitely the best player in, in the nba anymore oh right yeah yeah i absolutely. mean he's still he still might be but yeah, but, but, but be. it's not it's he's so, still lebron it's not he's, so it's not so right, clear it's cut not anymore. a clear cut right. but i think the thing is the the argument against and i don't know whether they should trade him or not but the argument against it would be is he going to be able to lure other free agents there this offseason right and if if he can lure people there then you know, maybe maybe keep them. Right? You know what I want to see? I want to see the New Orleans Pelicans. And this is possible. I want to see the Pelicans finish with a better record than the Lakers. Mm-hmm. It's definitely possible. And if yeah. you're Anthony Davis, and we've talked about it before on this podcast, like, do you really want to go to the Lakers? Like, are, if you're looking what the Lakers are, is that a place where you really want to go? And this has probably been the longest in a while since they've been this far down, right? I mean, they, they haven't been good. For a while, right in a while. a while, and they keep swinging and Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. Right. They keep Lamarcus Aldridge. They keep swinging and missing on these star players. Yeah, and and the thing is, is that I don't, I just don't know that it's going to get better in the West. And I don't know why LeBron went to the to the Lakers. I didn't think it was a smart move then. I didn't either. He could dominate the East. I mean, right. And had he ever committed to the Cavs, they could have put a better team around him right. too. So you could say, oh, well, what did the Cavs have? Well, LeBron never let him put a team around him because he wouldn't commit. Right. more than one year so um chris we have a segment here uh, we, where we throw people on the boat to nowhere we, we, we referenced it uh, they could be loathsome figures in any sports pop culture a- any form of life that you just or you're tired of you just want to see them gone and never heard from again so we we have there we've been doing this for a long time yeah, so there there's several, lots of people on colin is on the boat he's he's captaining the boat right. so 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 we have every week we depending on what's going on in the news we'll we'll pick a couple of people and we'll throw them on the boat to nowhere so they just go away oh, geez. so if you don't have i mean i don't know i can start because i got a couple this week go ahead so um number one is connor mcgregor is going on the boat he got arrested Apparently there was some problem he had with a fan where some guy was trying to take his picture. Maybe Connor like slapped it out of his hand or whatever. Got arrested. Um, this guy is he's just a he's just annoying. Uh, he's he lost the you know the the big fight that he had the comeback fight in the UFC against Khabib. We talked all about that on our on our podcast that week. Um, I don't. He doesn't really. He hasn't really done anything since the Mayweather fight, and he lost that. It was a complete joke and a farce, as everyone expected it to be. He's just basically stealing money from people with events like that, and even with the UFC. Has he lost his drive because he's made so much money? Probably. Yeah. yeah right. Well, he's got you know, and then he has these off the out of the cage things like he's uh, selling whiskey and 
he just needs to he's obnoxious one, one thing that bothered me about away. that was that so i i'm not a conor mcgregor fan yeah. or foe you know i don't really watch enough ufc to even right. care i did watch the mayweather fight and it was a joke one thing that bothered me is my phone started going off with the app pushing me a notification, the ESPN app pushing me a notification the other night that Conor McGregor had smashed someone's cell phone. I mean, like, if you're going to use a push notification on an app, <laughs> like, let's not make it that. Like, let's... Chris, let's, I, I know who Chris wants to throw. He want, Chris wants to throw the guy in charge of... The push, the push notifications, notifications. on, right. on the boat. On the I, get, I get the yeah. dumbest push note. Yes, that's who I'm throwing on because <laughs> right. I'll get like LeBron getting ready to tip it off in Toronto. Nothing I could care less about. Right. Right. Like, right. like and you can't go into the app and choose what notifications you want to yeah. get. Right. Yeah. So, so I can't say, look, I never want to get a soccer notification, but guess what? I get soccer notifications. Zinedine Zidane is now the – right. Like, you Real know, Madrid coach or whatever. You know, so and so breaks the scoring record. I don't care. <laughs> you know, I don't know who's scoring record. You don't care. Broke. That's my line. Don't don't, don't take that. <laughs> yeah, right. So Chris is throwing the push notification like guy that. for ESPN on the boat. So there might have been somebody else at. Was it? The, uh, I, 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 I we, Well, I know who else you wanted to throw on, but I wanted to throw this go, person yeah, on too. It. So this woman that climbed the enclosure at at, at the zoo. What, where was this? What 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 was it in America or was it in another country? Yeah, I think it was in I, America. Uh, yeah, yeah. She climbed this enclosure to get the selfie with with a big cat, a jaguar, and the jaguar, of course, surprise, like, reached through the cage and, and clawed the woman, and, and she suffered injuries. And yeah. it, it could have been worse. Yeah, it definitely could have been worse. I'm interested to see if she sues. That's what oh, I'm interested yeah. to see. Yes. What was she? Did I hear she was like on the ground? There was video of her like being tended to, and she's like, "It wasn't supposed to happen this way," or something like I that. I feel like, zero remorse. No, right. I, I'm not sorry for this woman <laughs> at all. I'm almost right. glad. I'm almost she. She. I almost she got what she yeah, deserved. That's basically. what I. That's what I yeah. texted. That Greg, fence think, is right? there for a reason. I texted Greg. I was like, I, I pulled the text if I could, but I think it was something like. What kind of a world do we live in, Greg? We live in a world where a woman climbed over a barrier to get a selfie with a jaguar, and the jaguar attacked her. Right. <laughs> like, that's the world we live in today. It's a perfect summation of the world that we live in. Right. I'm sorry the jaguar didn't take one of its claws, draw a circle around the woman's head, like open open the top of her head like a cookie jar reach in pull out her brain and eat her bra- and and eat her bra- and she probably doesn't, she doesn't eat have her much because of a her brain, cause her really. brain her current brain is doing her no good oh, right. so it would have been better if the jaguar just reached in and ate her current <laughs> brain and then, then they could have put a new brain in the woman and like let her let her go on her merry way. They could have closed the lid back yeah. on the cookie jar. You have to wonder what people what the thought process is behind that. It's gotta know? be it's it's I want this selfie. That's what it is, man. This is such we live in such a selfie culture that if if you can get you know the selfie that gets uh, 125 likes on whatever your favorite social media site is. That's you know that's what people live for that stuff, man. Right. So this woman could go on the boat. Well, go ahead. And I'm also throwing Lori Lachlan and uh, Felicity Huffman <laughs> yeah. on the boat for this stupid college entrance bribery scam. I've done a lot of reading about this. Like, if you're a celebrity worth all this money, why are you haggling over dollars and cents, basically, to right. you and exposing yourself to all this criminal liability over s- something really stupid like getting into a college when yeah. you could do it anyway with the money that you have? Right. Had they just probably said hey we're gonna donate this amount of money to the school 
Yeah, Ooh, yeah. That would you're do gonna it. get yeah, it. That would yeah, do it. Yeah, hey Harvard, I'll pay you three hundred fifty thousand more than what you want. Right? Can, can you can you find a spot for my Here, kid? I, I'm going to give this endowment scholarship. Mm-hmm. You know, you, mm-hmm. you're going to be fine. Right. Right. Welcome, and, welcome to Harvard, Mister Lachlan yeah. or whatever her kid's name is. So I got I got one more. It's the guy and I forgot his name well, who was heckling. What, what's your take on this college? I mean, you oh, said you've read a lot about. What, I what's have, your take uh, on this general? Uh, I I was gonna write. I might write something about this in yeah. my column. Um, it's just, it's not really all that surprising that this is happening. I mean, come on, they're rich people. They're paying off, you know, they're, they're paying colleges or bribing people to get their. It's really not all that surprising. But, None of these college scandals are surprising to me. But Felicity Hoffman, like, she wanted like her kid to have a four four hundred points more on her SAT score or something like that. So she's getting involved in this. Scandal for 400 points on an SAT. It's like you, you, uh, if you uh, sign test. your if you sign your name, you get 400 points on an SAT. Yeah, I don't even remember what I got on my SAT. Right? I mm-hmm. mean, who remembers that mm-hmm. after like, you know, after you're done after with you, your college? After you're done and you get into college, you don't, yeah, you, you don't remember you, that. Who cares? Right. Exactly. So, so yeah. I, anyway, um, and I did see. I read that that yesterday. I was telling you. I think I was telling you about it. I was reading something in one of these stories, and it mentioned the Texas tennis coach who uh, may have accepted bribes. He may have been one of these people. And it mentioned his salary. The Texas tennis coach makes $250,000 a year to coach tennis at get, Texas. Get a racket. I've told you along. Get a racket in LJ's hand. Like, can right, you believe right – I just I, – I, I can't believe that. That's just – that's one example of how disgusting the, the amount of money is that these coaches can make at these D1 schools. Anyway, one other person I wanted to throw on this boat is the guy who was heckling – Russell Westbrook, and we don't no, even out in Utah, uh, right? Yeah, so we don't know exactly what he said. Um, apparently, a, a lot of people have corroborated Russell really? Westbrook's okay. version, so, including of the, the Jazz and Jazz. I don't know if the Jazz corroborated it, but they supported him. Yeah, and so did Donovan Mitchell of the Jazz. Yeah, yeah. So, so people have corroborated the, the fact that this guy was using racial language. Yeah, allegedly, he said. Uh, something about getting on your knees where you right. I heard about that. Yeah. Right, and like a slave. Taking a slave-like position. Yeah. Okay. Well, I and I don't know if it was meant at that or whether it was meant in a sexual connotation. Right. Either way. Like, yeah. I mean, my good, problem good is riddance. What, my what, problem what, is what, with, are, what are you doing? Right. Right. With with adult adults who go to these games and and yell at other adults like other, you know, I, what right. are you doing? Why why is that something that's necessary? Well, it's one thing. It's one thing to to heckle in a playful and fun way, but yeah. when you're actually when you're courtside. Like those courtside seats, I don't know if you've ever priced them out. I have. They're way out of my price range, and they they run pretty expensive. I mean, you know, you get your Jack Nicholsons and stuff there, right? Why are you wasting that to mm-hmm. just heckle mm-hmm. somebody like what Russell mm-hmm. Westbrook? And, and there's something is heckling, but if you're going to the racial slurs, yeah, the right, yeah, yeah. I mean, even like, even t- if it was a sexual reference, right. like, it, it, like, come on, man, just say like. You know. The Jazz have taken this guy's tickets away from him, which, right, they, which right. they should. Yeah, have, he's banned so, from the yeah. arena, right, for for any event. Yeah, probably, and he's know, also so. going on the boat. So good yeah, riddance, buddy. Yeah. Right. Well, so he doesn't need those tickets to the arena. Right. Chris, uh, anyone else uh, for the boat? I um, think. Uh, yeah, I can't. You know, uh, probably on my the, way the, home. The push, the push notification guy is, is on. Uh, anyone else in the last week? Any. Football Oof. player that didn't sign with the Browns that, that you wish. <laughs> yeah, no. Earl, Earl, Earl Thomas for not taking the Browns. No, offer, no, so. I, I can't fold him for that. I really can't. Uh, no, I don't have anybody right. right now. All right. We also do a segment called Seen or To Be Seen, which could be something you're looking forward to 
uh, which will be uh, to be seen, obviously, or something in the last week that you felt was noteworthy, whether it be something on TV, a piece of work that you've read. Well, um, that's going to be tonight. Okay, go ahead. Rockets right. hosting the Warriors. Okay. Uh, that, that's going to, I think. Is this, the, is, this the four, is this the fourth and final this meeting? This fourth the and final meeting, and the, the Rockets can get within uh, basically a game and a half of uh, the, the top seed if they can win it. So, yeah, this is this could be a big deal. And, um, and Durant's hobbled, right? He's got a got yeah, a, got, a, got a bum ankle. After, after, yeah, after I mean, but Phoenix Harden's game. been Harden's been a little bit hobbled too. Mm-hmm. So uh, that'll cancel each other out, maybe. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Josh, seen or two? Um, yeah, like I said, I was I was reading a lot about this college s- scam uh, story, and I read some really good stuff today. So if you're online and you want to find out um, a little more about that that scandal um jason gay of the wall street journal who is an outstanding columnist and um i think it was pete was it pete thamel ah, gosh i'm already yours for a yahoo now right? yeah it was a yahoo no it was pat 40 that's who it was pat 40 and jason gay pat 40. both wrote just spectacular um columns today um that summarize a lot of the feelings um around this scandal so those were worthy of of some time yeah in Sports Illustrated uh, this past week, there was a feature story on Zion Williamson, and it, it raised the question: like, what if he was allowed just to go straight to the NBA? Would he be as famous? Would he be as rich? Would he be as well positioned had he been allowed just to go straight into the NBA, where he wouldn't have had this year to establish himself as Zion Williamson, the college basketball player, and get all this hype stirred up about him? If he, even even if he was in the G League, would, would he be on the radar like he like he is? So so it led me to believe like hey yeah i mean the one and done could be a silly ridiculous thing but at the same time it it benefits guys by by going having that year in college um so he sort of benefited by being at duke uh, for this year and generating all this hype for himself so it just made me think of the one and done in a a different way like would zion be in a similar spot had he not gone to duke i I think yeah he's probably one of the special cases where he would have been okay because he had already built like your like your kevin durant yeah i mean he he was world not world famous but he was pretty damn famous on just on his youtube clips alone and stuff so he could have been he could have been able to sign a big deal right you know right away but not not many other people could are going to be able to do that right so they will continue to benefit from that one and done i meant to ask chris earlier is pat Shermer a good nfl head coach I think so. I was actually disappointed when the Browns got rid of him. I thought that the Browns at that point in time, and, and I think it, it, this goes for any team, I think it takes time to adequately turn around a franchise. And Unless you're John Dorsey and you do it in, in, like, in like five minutes. Or even Butch Davis when right. you know he did it He did it in a season two. And, right. and, uh, but I thought Pat Shermer had a good plan, and I thought that he was I, – I didn't – dislike his game game management um he didn't have a ton of talent was dealing with a really probably one of the worst quarterbacks in nfl history uh in brandon whedon and well now he's going to the giants and talent has been subtracted off right. of that team as well yeah. he'll have he'll have a new he's dealing with old eli and he'll have a new rookie quarterback you would presume this year yeah. to work I, with. well yeah, yeah i would hope and i, I hope they don't pull the pull the plug on him too soon because I think he is a really good coach. I think he's a, he's a, he's a good offensive mind. He's one of these guys who will, 
I, I, I just sung his praises crazy, you know, every week the Vikings as the Vikings offensive coordinator because what he does is he fits his offense around his talent. It's not one of these guys where he's just like, we got to play this way, and you guys are going to play this way regardless of who's good at what. So I think that's what he does well, and I think if the Giants give him time and they're able to yeah, put just, the pieces around. Well, well I was going to ask, will he be the, when the Giants finally get back on track, will he be the head coach? No. and I, I'm going to say no just because there won't be enough patience to right. let it happen. And, yeah. and that's, that's exactly what it is, is that there are very few franchises in the NFL that have patience, yep. the Steelers being notoriously one of them. And yeah, everyone's he, talking like, well, Mike Tomlin get fired. Like he's losing the team. Like the Steelers don't fire coaches. They've, they've had so. three coaches in the last 60 years. Right. Like that three coaches in 60 years. Yeah, I mean, it's not like that in any other sport either. Right. You know, that's yeah, like unheard of. If anyway. Tomlin punched Big Ben tomorrow, like he might not They'd get cut fired. Big Ben. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So. Chris, thanks for being here, man. Well, thanks for uh, having us. It's, it's a whole new world uh, for us Browns fans. Yeah, let's so, hope it lasts. Uh, right. So they, they could screw it up. I mean, oh, uh, yeah. there's, if, there's if, always like said, that possibility. If, if any team's capable, it's certainly the Browns. That's but, for uh, sure. but we look forward to relevant football again this fall. And Maybe we'll see a Browns-Vikings Super Bowl in the next two years. Oh, I thought the Vikings were never making the Super Maybe, Bowl. It'll, it'll never happen. So. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Right. Just another sports podcast.